Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Derek here. Just to let you know, today's episode features people quoting other people talking about the existence of substances that might alter a person's mood or well-being while well taken. If that's not something you want to listen to with children, parents, grandparents, colleagues, in a car, in a house, whatever, we thought we'd give you a little heads up. We wouldn't want to leave you hanging. Today's episode of Motherfuck Lore is brought to you by the show's generous supporters and Patreon. Supporters like Jeff Angevin, Jessica Miller, and Elizabeth Maloney, who have all chosen to use the annual subscription model instead of having a payment come out every month. Supporters of the Motherfuck Lore show get access to bonus content blooper reels, the show's Discord server where you can chat to other listeners, and discounts on art by Kirsten Shield. Please do check out patreon.com forward slash Derek and find out more. And now the show. of Podcast Network, welcome to Motherfucklore, a podcast about words, Irish, Irish words, and words from Ireland. I am Derek O'Shea. And I'm Pather O'Quivonic. We're really excited about today's episode. Uh, a few months back, I found one of a, a brand, a relatively new Twitter account. I just thought this is, and I fell in love with it almost immediately. I thought this is the, one of the best new Twitter accounts in the past six months, year or so. Certainly probably the best new Twitter account I've seen since the COVID. It connects with something that, I, that maybe Irish will feel very deeply about on a number of different levels and quite scalable because of this. Pat, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, well, you said Twitter account, so I know if you'd said social media account, I would assume you were talking about Simon Harris being on TikTok. <laughs> uh, but you said you said Twitter account, so I'm assuming it's the one you brought up uh, when we were chatting a while back. Uh, it, is it at Enya Comments? It is absolutely at Enya Comments. It's just brilliant. I think what it, what I really love about it is it basically, on one level, yes, it's a kind of a found art uh, format where they, they share comments under uh, YouTube videos of Enya songs and Enya videos. But what it, re- it represents in a broader way is, is Enya's broad appeal around the world with many different kinds of people. And it just really shows that. It's fantastic. And 
Since then, I have been trying to find the mysterious woman behind the Anya Comments account, and I'm delighted to say she's with us today. Fault your mother folklore, Eleanor. Uh, thank you for having me. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, just, uh, yeah, I started this kind of uh, actually on Halloween night. Uh, so that was the 31st around 1st of November 2020. And I'd been thinking about it for like several months. Um, <laughs> it was kind of like, I need to do it. <laughs> Because how how does that how does that how does that thought process formulate itself in your brain that you just I I mean I I think it's incredible it's 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 I really 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 enjoy it it brings me joy on a daily basis but how do you have the thought I need to bring these YouTube comments under Enya videos to the world what what sparks that is it a particular type of person that 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 thinks that way um I think. Potentially, maybe, uh, like for there's the also amazing Twitter account, UK Rave Comments. Watch your bed, bins, I'm telling you. And that was set up in kind of the first lockdown uh, in the UK. And um, I'd been following it from like the first lockdown, and I was just enamored with it because it's so funny. And then I just decided. Uh, I kind of had the idea around Mayish Enya comments because uh, <laughs> around the time I'd been just listening to so much Enya because I find her music quite uh, adaptive for a lot of situations uh, and kind of various different brings a lot of bizarre nostalgia, uh, which a lot of other people I think can also experience as well. Uh just so. to sorry, sorry to cut across you there, Anna, but like you, you say nostalgia, mm-hmm. but I mean I'm not gonna I'm not gonna um, I'm not gonna hazard a guess as to your actual age, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say that you probably weren't buying any singles uh, when they were coming out in the late eighties and early nineties. No, I I suppose uh, my first. Uh, kind of introduction into Enya would have been around the early 2000s uh, and kind of when uh, Only Time single came out uh, that would have been her third album um, and then around 9-11 a lot of memorial videos were made to Only Time oh, yeah. and it was released around the same time so you'll find on YouTube a lot of uh like tribute videos to 9-11 with Enya playing in the background which I just think is so fascinating and also how the proceeds of that single only time was like all profits raised from that were donated to the International Association of Firefighters so kind of rings this unknown nostalgia I find her music is kind of like very adaptive for a wide variety of situations um and yeah like I've even I've had people message the account saying about like oh yeah like when my partner was uh like had cancer treatment all they would play was Enya all the time I'm like oh okay so kind of this interesting adapted adaptableness with her music for a wide range of situations so I I think that's yeah so fascinating as well so that is actually that's quite lovely 
It is definitely it, it's um and people respond to Enya for so many different reasons and it's it's and it it's yeah it's interesting for me to have kind of grown up and and seen maybe as as Enya Enya's going through it's she's a very enigmatic figure and this is might be part of her appeal when you consider certain other maybe um Irish musical celebrities um have well known views and a range of topics whereas no one really knows what Enya thinks about anything she's just doing her thing singing her songs living in her castle. And I think that's a very good thing because we mm. live in such a hyper condensed uh, world, like with concerning celebrities and kind of knowing everything possible about everyone else. I think it's very healthy and good for herself to have this air of mystique and privacy. And also, like, I have to clarify in the account, in the account that I am not Enya because. <laughs> I've gotten messages <laughs> from people thinking I am Enya and like there were there was one situation this would have been back in December where someone thought I was Enya and I was like clarifying to them I am not Enya I am a 28 year old woman in London uh, I'm just a fan of her music uh, I'm definitely not Enya but they she seems to attract some people that uh, use her as this bizarre—I um, wouldn't say fantasy—but this figure within their lives, and I—it's just kind of like I'm definitely not any lads. Um, and I think I don't know—not all of her fans are like that at all. But she does, from being behind this account, I have noticed that some of her fans kind of take it to another extreme that isn't healthy and i'm like now and yeah stay away from everyone as much as possible i respect this i will fight them uh like <laughs> you do your own thing like <laughs> no but Enya, some of the messages i, I, I get. pledge you my sword <laughs> <laughs> no but you see some of the messages like i've gotten uh and yeah just interesting characters to say the very least uh, so i think anya anya deserves interesting characters she's a very mm. interesting person herself like and and i think that air of mystery like that that reclusive nature only adds to that interest people have cuz like when you can when there are so many blanks about a person's persona or what they're like, you can kind of fill those in. There's the danger, obviously, but also the benefit. You can kind of fill them in yourself. And it's like, I look at Enya and I think, I don't know if Enya recycles, but I think she does. I get this vibe off her that she recycles. And she even washes the plastic out before she recycles. And yeah. you know what? Mm. I like that. I respect that, Enya. She'd often, you'd often see Enya down the bottle bank. Well, I mean, she'd have someone... I don't know, I assume one of her elf handmaidens would bring it to the bottle bank for her. But, no, she goes uh, She goes down on an eagle. On an eagle, yeah. yeah. Just, uh, I was reading up reading up about Anya to, to prepare for this. D- Derek, I'm going to ask you a question. Eleanor, if you know this, you can fire ahead with the answer, because I guarantee you Derek won't. How many languages has Anya sang in? Has Anya sung in? I'm not good at Berla. Has Sing. she sung in? <laughs> How many how many languages did she sing in so far in her career? I'm going to say 10. Very close. close very close. Yeah. Elner? 11. It is 11. It 11. is 11. It's 11 languages, not including Loxian, which is a language invented by uh, Roma Ryan, her lyricist. 
that doesn't have a syntax, but she has sung in 10 human languages and Cinderil, the language of uh, the elves in, uh, or sorry, Quenya. Quenya. Sorry. Yeah, Quenya. Uh, Quenya and Cinderin, the two elvish dialects. That's what they're they're counted in the 11, are they? They are indeed, yeah. English, okay. Irish, Latin, Welsh, Spanish, French, Japanese, uh, Quenya, Cinderin. And also Loxian, which Loxian, is yeah. yeah the fictional language. Yeah, which I just I'm just reading about that, and it's like that is this is extraordinary. The the idea that she sings in this because uh, she's probably the she I'd say the most famous uh, Gaeltacht uh, per- person from the Gaeltacht in the world more than Dan- more than Daniel O'Donnell. Is Daniel O'Donnell from? Is he from? He's from. Is he not from the? Is he from the Gaeltacht area in Donegal? He was he was on Ross and Rune, so I assumed he was. He's got he's got lovely Gaelga, but he's he's picked it up himself. It's not Okish. Daniel O'Donnell has worked very hard at at uh, at his Irish. <laughs> Daniel Francis Noel O'Donnell was born in Kinclasa in the Rosses. Uh, it is a Gaeltacht. Kion Castlach is yeah. a Gaeltacht area, but there you go. You but Anya's still a little yeah. more popular, more famous. Maybe popular is a, is, a, is a tricky business because we people, you know, but 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 certainly more famous. Anya's definitely more famous, and so. I would trust Anya to service my gas boiler. I, I bet she knows what she's doing. Definitely, she knows she knows her way around. So, uh, um, Eleanor, I mean, obviously you you were enjoying these Anya um, videos on YouTube. Uh, when did you notice that the comments were kind of uh, were, were worth sharing? Uh, was it? Um, did you, was there one in particular? Because I know the moment that I, I saw somebody retweeting the Anya comments into my timeline, and I, I saw this um, when it was this. I want, this is the comment. I once puked in high school due to period cramps and was sent to the nurse's office. She put on an Anya CD and gave me a hot water bottle and let me sleep it out for a while. I thought that's like a short story. I know that exact comment. Um, like it was on an Orinoco Flows video, which I found even more funny connecting this. Uh, but I don't know. It was just seeing people kind of because people do tend to share a lot in YouTube comments and mm. and I suppose it's kind of this almost uh, like the Twitter account drill um, kind of a borderline drill um, approach mm. to what they're sharing and I don't know there's kind of it's quite beautiful in a weird way uh, but like people sharing like I don't know kind of all these various different pop culture references like Jean Jean Claude Dame, because uh, he was in an ad with an Enya song for a uh, Ford car in the Amer- in America in like the mid two thousands, and then there was like a Kraft uh, macaroni cheese ad that had an Enya song. Like, <laughs> but then that, people that is that is that is that is eclectic. A Jean Claude Van Damme car ad and a Kraft dinner mac and cheese. But then, Bad. yeah, but then people are making, like, 9-11 references, I remember this, and then people saying, like, oh, I'm here because of the Fugees, just, like, this absolute splendor of, kind of, cultural timelines and people as well, and then people sharing personal stuff, like, about how they miss their, uh, like, dead spouse, kind of really touching moments, and then someone saying, like, Oh wow! I'm here because of Jean Claude Damme. I'm sorry about your loss. Like, 
<laughs> There's a great one I see here, which is, you keep talking shit like that, and this could be arranged very fucking soon. <laughs> Somebody was just trash talking with someone else in the comments under Horonoko Flow. Yeah, I think, yeah, it's just, yeah, people get quite, uh, surprisingly not that political, but once in a while, yeah, sometimes there's like, uh, borderline fights about to break out, and you're kind of like, wow, this is just everyone chill, this is just Enya, lads, like, uh, <laughs> this is YouTube comments. How do you get angry listening to Enya? I find that to be a, 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 almost an impossible an impossible idea for me to to visualize or to imagine. It's so chill. Yeah, uh, I don't know. People are fascinating characters and respond in a wide variety of different ways. Uh, so. Yeah, yeah. I was looking at that 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 rave comments the one that you you mentioned. It's um, it's very funny. Oh my god, that was this is the most recent one that I can see on the on the the rave the rave UK rave comments. If trance was mainstream again and people embraced the luscious harmonies, it'd be so much less shit in England. <laughs> and that is. That's, I need to pay far more attention to um, YouTube comments than I do, because mm-hmm. um, like I'm, I'm, a, I'm an avid YouTube user. Like it is, it's, it's great. Like lob it on in the background when you're working away in another tab, listen away to some music, um, and it's uh, yeah, it's I just don't read the comments. And I think I should. I think I should. Is there one? Have you ever? Have you ever read any of these comments, Anna, that was like literally life-changing advice? Like, oh, you know what? That's a really good point. I think I should do that. Uh, I suppose any of the comments that are just like, we all need to have more love in our lives and uh, more, yeah, live more lovingly kind of sounds a bit airy-fairy, but uh, I think uh, in what a world we're living in a lot of people could maybe uh take that on board a bit more uh and i think yeah i don't know some of the comments uh there was one comment uh, like i often i just think it's one of the funniest things ever um it's just a random comment saying i feel a very ira spirit here i'm just like <laughs> how are you getting this from any music <laughs> like come on lads that, that's oh that's ridiculous. No, I, I see there. There's a, a few. One comment here. If this isn't played at my funeral, I'm not going. Ah, uh, yes. Another Very one good. is here. My ex-wife has my CDs, and this is one of them. I want it back. Love her songs. <laughs> I want Ta- it back. Tommy Brazil Brazil Cool. Fair enough. Absolutely. Rock and roll. Um. Uh, so much Syrian people love your songs, Anya. Jesus, I mean, like, the Syrians have enough on their plate at the moment. Hmm. Like, fair play for taking but, the time to come. But it is quite common finding, because some countries uh, come up a lot more than others. So, like, Syria, she seems to have a lot of Syrian fans. Or, like, the Syrian people love you, Anya. Uh, respect. Or Indian... Um, or uh, Mozambique, uh, like Nigerian, uh, like Ghana as well, but like Italy, oh my God, she has so many Italian comments and even like Italian 
YouTube channels, like just devoted to Enya. It's, uh, yeah, that's a whole other kettle of fish. Um, but yeah, it's kind of how international uh, her fan base is has been so enlightening. And also, um, I've, I, I keep on finding um, like Chinese musicians who do covers of her songs. Oh. And it's quite fascinating because, um, like, obviously she's got a mega huge fan base, but then these covers that might be included in like an EP or an album has like a few hundred thousand, hundred million views on YouTube alone. And that's not like including within like Chinese video sites. Um, mm -hmm. So it's something else I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to end up checking out as well. Oh, definitely. No, that's, um, like I, this is one of the things we're saying it's certainly in, in, in parts of Asia, she is absolutely the most famous Irish person. Like there's, there's I don't think, I don't think anyone else would come, comes close and that her maybe her music connects in another way. And in, in that maybe possibly understanding the lyrics isn't, isn't a prerequisite to, actually enjoying the, the songs yeah i mean i think she um she shits all over bono as far as the most famous irish musician <laughs> in the world mm. oh completely like, she's and and yet she's probably least appreciated in in ireland like we we kind of have this and, and you and i have spoken about this before Derek. we do have this weird cultural cringe about anything too irishy mm. too gaelicy too celticy and you know, like, you remember the film Intermission? I do. Um, and like how, you know, Enya, Clannad, Fáinne Lasta, Fáinne Lasta, there was Celtic mysticism, man, me tunes, you know, I'm into mm. a bit of Celtic mysticism. It was a subject of ridicule that someone yeah. would drive around listening to Clannad. It's a punchline, yeah. In the car. It was a punchline. And, and yet they're like, they're incredibly talented musicians who have just, are so popular. It's like, Eleanor, you mentioned the Italians. Uh, my, my dad was in a band once a long, long time ago called the Dublin City Ramblers, who were, you know, popular in Ireland. They were really popular outside of Ireland, so much so that there is actually a left wing folk rock band named after them in Italy called the Modena City Ramblers. Oh, uh, that's cool. Yeah. And they sing anti-fascist left wing punk and folk rock songs. Um, so, I mean, some genres of Irish music and like the Dubliners experienced this for years. They um, they packed out uh, concert halls and theatres all around Europe. Uh, well, they were kind of dismissed by people who were too cool for school in Ireland. Like, oh, that's a bit that's a bit twee. It's a bit cringy, like that kind of music. And I think we still to this day have that opinion of Enya. They're like, oh, I wouldn't sit and listen to Enya now. I'm I'm into what, fucking Codaline or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, but but she's class. Like, she's obviously an incredibly gifted. She sings in 10 fucking real languages and like <laughs> two made up ones or something. Like three made up ones. She's uh, she's incredible. Uh, and and we, we just don't have that cultural appreciation for one of the the best recording artists we've ever produced. There's no doubt. There's another comment here. I bet if this played at Stonehenge, it would open a portal into a fantasy world. The Fucking druids. Yeah, yeah, it probably would. But just to go back to your point about, like, kind of the international reach she has, I think mm -hmm. within her music and how much she's been sampled in so many different genres, like, uh, like I live in London and um, obviously I 
go to Notting Hill Carnival. Obviously, they're the whole pandemic, not so much. Yeah. Uh, but even within dance hall and like uh, so many different forms of dance music, trance, jungle, uh, hip hop. She's just like uh, trap house, like all these subgenres of like R and B and hip hop. She's had. She's constantly being sampled, even still to this day. Like, even some of the names who've like sampled her, like Rihanna, uh, The Antwerds, uh, Rebel MC, uh, Bonapir, uh, The Fugees, Mario Williams, mm. Pete Diddy, Mike Posner, like, just goes on and on and on. And I think it's like Young Lean has even sampled her, which I only found out the other day, which I was completely blown away with. God, uh, I didn't know of- that. Yeah, kind who? of. Who has sampled her? Uh, Young Lean. He's like this twenty-something uh, Swedish oh. rapper. Oh, I am. I'm so lucky. I've just found. I've found um, a track online that I'm going to uh, download and listen to later. It is an Enya sample used in a reggaeton oh. song. So I'm going to see what that's like later on. And who- Because, yeah, it's really sampleable, though, isn't it? Like, her, her stuff. Like, Only Time, Aranoko Flow. Like, there's there's some there's some songs that have got some hooks. They've got some riffs that are just incredibly sampleable and can kind of, as you rightly point out, on there can be really just slapped across almost any genre and they make sort of musical sense. Yeah, it's... Um, I'm kind of learning uh, so much about music through this account because, obviously... <laughs> Uh, I'm finding you and you like my YouTube suggestions list is an absolute riot just of like just Enya or kind of weird dubs and overlays and remixes of her music and then along with like I don't know some German trap house rapper uh, who sampled her once a whole load of his stuff it's (laughs) such a unique mixed bag (laughs) Like, but even Scooter has, like, sampled her, like, just... Scooter? Uh, yeah. Close to the edge! Watch how we mix it up! God, I... I, I, I even, even Derek remembers Scooter. I've never smoked weed, but I guess this is what it feels like. There's a comment from uh, from a few weeks back. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it feels like listening to an Enya track. That is exactly what it feels mm. like. <laughs> Going on here, I died 2014. Yeah, she uh, she can communicate with the dead. We 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 have established that. You know what my favorite thing about um, Enya is? Go you ahead. Don't. I'll, I'll tell you. If she wasn't from. Donegal. Yeah. She'd be Etna. Etna. Yeah. Yeah. Explain. It's just how, well, I mean, that's how Etna, E-I-T-H-N-E, her given name, is pronounced. So she's Etna Nivrenon, as I would say, but it's Enya Nivrenon above. Oh, yeah, of course. So, so she grew up as Enya Nivrenon. So Enya's not, it's it's a phoneticization. It's a transliteration of how her name is is, is said. 
in 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 English and Irish in every language. Um, but it's spelt the same way uh, someone from Munster or someone from Connacht would say etne. E i t h n e etne. So enya. Uh, so yeah, Enya uh, Nivranon, and uh, she, she obviously she she's from the parish of Dor in the Gwydor Gaeltacht, and she joined Clannad, who were her her uh, her sister and her auntie were in mm-hmm. were in Clannad. Uh, she joined Clannad, uh, was with them for a few years, left them to go solo in 1982, and kind of I I found I was doing a little bit of research on Enya because of this. She she left Clan at the same time. Nikki and Roma Ryan, Roma Ryan, the lyricist who wrote, wrote the 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 Loxian language for for Enya's albums. Um, she left at the same time as them. They parted ways with Clan, and she went with them, and she lived with them in Dublin. And they were so close to not being able to to fund Enya Enya's first album that to make up some of the difference, she sold her beloved saxophone. Wow. Which is a huge. I mean, saxophones are expensive, man. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to think she bought it back at some point, <laughs> but she, I mean, pro- she could definitely afford to buy it back at this stage. But imagine, mm. and this is what I'm thinking: imagine if she hadn't had to sell her saxophone, and her first album contained a grating and out of place sax break, like my, <laughs> like my lovely <laughs> horse, cheesy sax solo. <laughs> God, yeah, it, 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 possibly a blessing in disguise. Tired of tuning into negative news? Well, get your week off to the right start with the Happy Broadcast. Let's help you focus on the positive things happening in our world. Each episode will feature positive news, some mental health tips, and we'll hear from our Happy Broadcast community about what makes them happy. The podcast is hosted by me, Amy O'Dwyer, in collaboration with Mauro Gatti and his popular social channel, The Happy Broadcast. Episodes are out every Monday and you can listen and subscribe wherever you get your favourite podcasts. Let's help spread some positivity. Here's another comment I thought was good. Um, When I die, I want my corpse to be thrown out of a helicopter over the Alps with this playing in the background. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's so descri- descriptive we got the poor people climbing the Alps yeah exactly hello I believe you're going to be climbing in the Alps uh, it's quite safe but occasionally you will hear Orinoco flow and when that happens be careful of the corpse falling from the helicopter listen this must have been what it sounded like while the creator was sculpting the existence of his universe absolutely euphoric my best wishes and prayers to all during this horrible time in our world. Okay. So it's so is, lovely. If there is a God, and if he or she did create the universe, it sounded like Enya. That's that's the, that's the theory. There's comments in Welsh I'm seeing here, and lovely. And yeah, a lot of uh, there's um, a lot of people yeah connecting um, Enya with 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 healing or with bereavement, which is an interesting recurring that you say. There's a comment: Jesus is God with a lion next to it. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, that's a really interesting one, uh, Eleanor. You, you've you've analysed these comments way more than Derek has, mm-hmm. even though he's giving it a, a real good go <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> uh, is there a lot of religiosity like involved with the comments? Like, because it's a real spiritualist type of music, isn't it? It's like speaks to that ethereal connection with the um, I don't know whatever you want to call it, the other world or a higher consciousness or whatever. But do people get a bit? Um, they get a bit 
I don't know, we've heard the pagan ones, we've heard the Christian ones. Do people get a bit religious in the comments? To a certain extent. I wouldn't say it's overwhelming, but sometimes, uh, I don't know, there there would be sometimes, uh, I wouldn't say debates, but there might be entangle, entanglements of loads of common threads uh, going on about, like, uh, I don't know, like... Uh, like Abraham and just getting a bit weird and wonderful in a YouTube common thread about Christianity and the Judaism and Islam also, but in a very nice way. It's not like it's not being offensive, but it's just kind of these random people talking about their them being uh, spiritual and also muslim or spiritual and also christian or jewish which i think is quite interesting kind of because you sometimes youtube comments cannot be absolute troll wars yeah. uh so it's kind of nice to see this uh uh inoffensive ground where these people are coming together talking about the joy of enya and how they can see god mm. in her music um and I think that's quite lovely. Uh, that is nice. That is yeah. nice. That is um, nice. Earlier on today, Eleanor, I asked people, um, you know, everyone has a Bono story in Ireland, and I asked if anyone had an Enya story. And some of the replies I got were, were very interesting. Uh, one person said, I sang at her castle with my primary school class choir. We were ushered in the side door, and what I seem to remember was a pantry outside of her guests for the Christmas party. So I assumed that I was singing hauntingly wafted down the halls of the castle. We sang for about 30 to 45 minutes and each got a Cadbury Rose. A friend remembers some of us getting mini cadet cream soda and then were promptly ushered out the side door again. That was one of them. What? Um, no, hold on. I need to, I need to know more. I need to know more. So the kids were brought in to sing for Enya like at a Christmas party or something? Yeah, at a Christmas party in here. But they were just basically put in the side kitchen, like they weren't well, they, in the room. It, I got the impression they entered through the sound kitchen and then they right. sang somewhere. But it, it 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 does sound like from what Duffel's one is saying is that maybe they didn't actually get to meet her. That would be, I'm sorry, but that would be the most Enya thing I could imagine is that you go to a party in Enya's house and as you're sitting having your dinner with Enya in the vast dining hall of her castle, there's just the angelic voices of children wafting through the halls of the castle. Mm-hmm. I think that is well worth inconveniencing a few kids and rewarding them with cadet cream soda and one Cadbury's Rose each. I think that's that's a bargain to have cherubic music echo through the halls of your castle. Yeah. If I had a castle, I think who, I'd do that. Who wouldn't want it? Another great comment is here. She paid for someone I know to attend the Royal Ballet School. They still exchange Christmas cards, as far as I know. Oh, wow. wow. That's brilliant, isn't it? That's class. That's that. the annual we know and love. That is absolutely class. And then there's another, there's some from, from, uh, from in Donegal. There's, uh, hang on now. Enya's brother was getting married locally and she brought someone famous to the wedding. Can't remember if it was Janiah Twain or Leanne Rhymes. This is from our friend Anton Pjug. The local woman was like, hi Enya, what's going on? And there are any celebrities here. And Enya's like, yeah, here's Leanne Rhymes or possibly Shania Twain. And the old woman was like, <laughs> I've never heard of ye. <laughs> Enya was really embarrassed about it, apparently bringing her big American maid over and for her to get dissed at go, go to Hark Main Street. <laughs> there's, so much, there's so much I love about that story, not least the fact that um, uh, your 
Garta Harkwoman is from Newton Ards, apparently. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I love that. I thought it's just brilliant. That's, that's absolutely <laughs> class. Great story. <laughs> and then uh, there was there was another one about. Um, uh, I was on a tour at a button factory, and the guy just showed us something that belonged to her and said, "Anya is a great friend of the button factory, and we all love her here." And basically, preemptively warning them not to slag Anya. <laughs> <laughs> Don't slag Anya. Yeah. Fuck it. No, don't slag Anya. She hasn't done anything. She hasn't done yeah. anything to deserve a slagging. That's the thing. Exactly. And this is what I do like about Anya is that she very much keeps to herself. And mm. it's like, you know, we, we have uh, a trait in Ireland. It's something that is inherently ingrained in the Irish psyche. Is that if, you know, we chop down the tall sunflowers, like, you know, anybody who, anybody who wants to sort of say that they're great, we will soften their cough in a heartbeat. So, you know, if a certain Irish band wants to say that we can end world poverty in, with the snap of our fingers, the Irish people will point out how they haven't paid any fucking tax in Ireland in decades. Like, we will do that. But with Enya, because she is completely and totally out of the public eye, hmm. we, we, we don't do yeah. that. And we shouldn't do that. And you shouldn't feel the need to slag Enya just because, what, because you want to? Or because you're sort of... You're embarrassed about the fact that she's way more connected to like the the symbolism and spirituality of the landscape than you are. Like, yeah. no, leave for, her alone. For Klaus. alone. I'm just going to read one more of these uh, replies about Enya's stories. Okay. And it's from, from Cecilia. And I said, Enya's mum was the organist at my church and home, back home. Every Christmas Eve at midnight mass, Enya would sing Iha Kuhn. And you could hear a pin drop. It is one of those very, very beautiful memories I have of living in Gridor. Oh, Can you imagine being dragged to Midnight Mass by your mam and then Enya's there singing? That'd be class. That'd be magnifique. And we, we love, we love Ike Kuhn. Remember we had uh, the Christmas episode, we, we finished with Aoife Scott's version. I do. Of it. Like, I, bet, I bet Enya does a savage Ike Kuhn. Which is, has she ever released it actually? That'd be a, an interesting one. She, she definitely has, should. She has indeed. Ike Kuhn came out yes. in... Came out in 1989 and reached number 12 in the Irish charts. Number 12. Ireland, you disgust me. <laughs> Meanwhile, breakfast roll, man. Her jumbo breakfast roll and... I'm going to find out what what amazing music kept Iha Kuhn out of off the... Off the top. Off the top, right? Um, all right, okay. Don't Know Much by Linda Rodstad and Aaron Neville. That, oh, that is, that is a banger. tune. That's a banger. Uh, Do They Know It's Christmas? The re-release by Band-Aid. Band-Aid 2. So, understandable. And uh, When You Come Back to Me by Jason Donovan. Ireland, you disgust me. Jason was very popular back then. He was very popular back there. Inexplicitly. Inexplicably. Inexplicably. (laughs) He was in... I'm struggling with the barrel today. My apologies for that. Uh, Jason... The world was having a, a, the world was in love with Australia at the time. That was the peak. Um, come Kylie and Jason, uh, Scott and Charlene. Paul. Ireland, Ireland was particularly in love with Australia. To be yeah. fair, like we were saturated. Late eighties, early nineties, we were saturated with Australian content. A flying doctors. It, it wasn't just oh. Home and Away and Neighbours. It was no. they, there was a, there was flying, flying doctors, doctors and there was the um, Sullivans, Sons yeah. and Daughters, um, Thornbirds. Even all the music, the Thornbirds. Yeah, um, I'm still a Blue Heelers fan. That's still an absolutely cracking police show. Round the Twist Blue wasn't Heelers. for a while, was it not? That was early nineties, <laughs> the mid nineties. Round the Twist and the Girl from Tomorrow, who 
I have to say, had a profound effect on me as a, as a young man in my formative years. Um, yeah, she was lovely. Um, but yeah. But so we appreciated Australian culture more than we appreciated Enya. It's that true. frankly but shameful. She has a huge amount of fans in New Zealand uh, and Australia, but in particular New Zealand. Oh my God. Like, uh, she has so many fans in New Zealand. Eleanor, do you think that could be linked with the fact that she's on the Lord of the Rings soundtrack and the fact that obviously, you know, New Zealand are understandably very proud of the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit, which like made New Zealand look amazing, uh, you know, because it was all filmed there. Um, To a certain extent, yeah. But I also think um, in particular with uh, like, because she kind of, Enya kind of took over the world in the early 2000s uh, very easily with um, let me just think what was that album it's the one that only time was on is it um, uh, oh, that was A Day Without Rain, Rain. yeah mm. so um, she kind of really did really well uh, out of that internationally and kind of it's particularly well within the US kind of like the whole Irish American uh diaspora kind of became so obsessed with her in the early 2000s like uh which i think is quite fascinating as well uh, mm-hmm. that was her she got her third grammy for best new age uh for that album best new age music is, is new uh, age an appropriate the, name for Daniel's music do you think i don't know but you have to cut if you want to give her an award you have to categorize it somewhere so mm. she goes in with the weirdest uh with the weirdest other um artists but funnily enough and it's important to mention this, Clannad have also won that same Grammy uh, in 1999 for best la- for Landmarks, Best New Age Music. And so has um, Peter Gabriel for his concept album, Passion, Music for the Last mm-hmm. Temptation of Christ. The soundtrack oh, yeah. to the... Uh, P- Peter Gabriel's the, other stuff mm-hmm. that isn't Sledgehammer or Don't Give Up is mad. <laughs> that was the soundtrack of the, uh, the Martin Scorsese film, The Last Temptation of Christ, uh, which was... So weird. Willem Dafoe, David Bowie, Harry Dean Stanton. Really, really, really weird uh, movie. Uh, but yeah, killer soundtrack. Before we wrap up, Eleanor, we'd love to ask all our guests what their favourite Irish word is, but I'd also like to ask if you've got a favourite Enya song and favourite Enya comment of your own. Um, I suppose I'll just start with Enya first. Yeah, sure. My favourite Enya album at the moment and it changes a fair bit but uh, I suppose the memory tree, the memory of trees um, because yeah it's just that was released in 1995 but I'm also really loving like Shepherd Moons as well which was released in 1991 so yeah her 90s stuff uh, is pretty phenomenal Uh, it's what I'm listening to a lot at the moment or, and it's what's featuring a lot on Enya comments. My favorite Enya comments. Um, there was a pretty chaotic one a few weeks ago. Mm. It just goes like this. Um, once was at a house party with a few friends, and there was a guy there who had loads of LSD, so we all did some, and then some of us got really warm and took some clothes off in a non-sexual way. Enya was blasting and it was a really profound, beautiful moment with all of these people. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, good God. 
they're like short stories these comments they're just, yeah. just brilliant they're and, absolutely incredible and i read that i'm just like what on earth uh, that sounds so amazing but also incredibly chaotic hmm. um good stuff oh. and so in your favorite irish word we like to end oh, with this my, okay uh i live in london so uh hmm. My favorite Irish word is whenever someone was like, oh, you're Irish. I was like, yes. And sometimes people will say just very randomly Chucky or law. And that's how I know you're a legend. Uh, <laughs> it's just like, oh, okay. That was obviously, obviously a completely and totally uncontroversial statement. Uh, yeah, who could have a problem with that? Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Great stuff. But Honor. it's an international phrase as well that I can think <laughs> a lot of people can find meaning with. Yeah, it's uh, definitely it's definitely internationally recognized. A lot of meanings in a lot of different contexts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like a Rorschach test. You never know what someone <laughs> thinks when you say Chucky or law to them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Eleanor from Anya Comments, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been an honor. Thank you for having me. <laughs> We're abs- absolutely thrilled. And people can find you. Where can people find you? At Enya Comments on hey. Twitter. <laughs> Damn right. Do, do. So until the next time, it's a slant for me. Like a slant, Wamsha. Slant, Walia. We hope. You enjoyed today's episode of Mother Folklore. The Mother Folklore podcast comes out every Friday in the Head Stuff Podcast Network. If you'd like to contact the show, please send a voice note to the WhatsApp number in our show notes. We'd love to hear from you, and we'd love to include some of your views, questions, comments, remarks on an episode in the future. Thanks to Brian for production. Thanks to Kirsten Scheel for the artwork. Thanks to the backroom team at Headstuff for keeping this show on the road. We use Remotely.fm to record our podcast remotely. We've tried other applications. We think Remotely.fm is better and we are happy to continue using it. Check it out yourself if you're thinking of recording your own podcast. Bonus material in respect of recent episodes, additional content, Blooper Reels and bonus episodes are available on patreon.com forward slash dark. And if you join now, you'll get access to the back catalogue that's already been released. Until next time, slong fall. This has been a production of the Headstuff Podcast Network. I'm kid dancing forever, me. Well, at least till I remember where I put my car.